Welcome to the Faith Christian Fellowship of Montego Bay's podcast. We are reaching for His glory through building and teaching. I hope you are encouraged and edified by this message. Spiritual warfare. I want to take a moment to remind you that we are always in spiritual warfare. Once you receive Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior of your life, you're in combat and the enemy is after you to destroy your life. And so you have to stand your watch, as, be, as Peter says, be sober, be alert, and watch unto her. I want to start out reading from St. Matthew chapter 11. Verse 12, and from the time John the Baptist began preaching until now, the kingdom of heaven has been forcefully advancing and violent people are attacking it. That's the word of the Lord. So because the kingdom of heaven disturbs the plans of the enemy. Anywhere that the kingdom of heaven is, the enemy will try and attack the kingdom because he wants his kingdom to advance instead of the kingdom of God. So the Bible says that the violent take it by force or the aggressor. In other words, you can't afford for the enemy to be the aggressor in in your life, all the days of your life, and you just sit back and say, well, I know I'm God's child and he's not gonna allow anything to happen to me. No, you have to also advance. You have to stand up and be counted. You have to become the aggressor because it is the aggressor that's going to take it away. So if the enemy is working overtime and you're doing nothing at all, before long, you might fall prey to the attacks and the strategies, the trickery of the enemy. So I want to encourage you not to be casual in your effort, but to be steadfast as the Bible says. Steadfast means that you're continuing. All right? So be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that your labor in the Lord is not in vain. So I want to remind you that in every war, there are casualties. One of the interesting things that you will hear commanders, presidents, prime ministers telling their troops when they're going to war, is try your best to minimize the casualty because they know that casualties are involved in war. So they're not saying there won't be casualties, but they're asking and trying as much as possible to minimize the casualties. So we would love to see most of you that are going, coming back. Yeah, we'd love to see all of you, but we know that the nature of war is of such that Some people might not make it, but minimize the casualties. Well, 
the assurance that we have is that you can make it as a believer. Because the war, the, 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 it's actually the victory has already been won. So it is for you to align yourself with the kingdom principles and make sure you get the best possible uh, results at the end of the day. That you give God the opportunity to work in your life to bring the kind of results that will make significant uh, difference in your life and in your environment in your space you know the kingdom of light and the kingdom of darkness are both active in the earth realm today both of them are very active not just the kingdom of light alone but the kingdom of darkness is also very active in the earth realm and so there are angels representing and carrying out the assignment of the kingdom of light while there are demons actively carrying out the assignments of the kingdom of darkness so they are both working and transiting the space and passing by each other from time to time and so it is very very clear in the scripture that both kingdoms are active in the earth so spiritual warfare then is about passage one of the important thing about spiritual warfare is about passage and what, what, what do i mean by passage it, it is about agents whether demons or angels being able to complete or not complete the assignments on behalf of their kingdom so depending on how you operate as a believer, it will determine if the angels working on your behalf will be able to complete their assignments or not. Because when we look at Ephesians 6, which we'll look at in an abbreviated way later, it talks about the armor of God. And any part of the armor that you are not wearing as a believer, the angel working on your behalf is also not clothed in that armor. And the demons are able to attack any angel working on your behalf in that particular area. So it is very, very important that we realize that passage is very, very important. It is about also access. It is about dominating your space, spiritual warfare. It's about dominating your space or owning your zone. In other words, no demonic spirit should dominate your immediate space because if they do, that means their influence will come to bear more often than influence of the kingdom of God on your life and, and whatever you do. If you allow demons to dominate your house, then very soon you ain't going to be able to sleep in there. So it's about dominating the space, owning your zone. And God wants us to realize that if we don't act, we will be in trouble. So if you remember that story in the book of Daniel, the Bible says that Daniel said he ate no pleasant bread for about three weeks. He was on a partial fast. And the angel appeared 
at the end and said to Daniel, listen, from the very first day you prayed, your prayers were heard. But the prince of, of Persia, which stood me that I couldn't come with the answer. And reinforcement came from the kingdom of heaven. Michael was sent. In other words, I'm reinforcing the point that it's about passage. Whatever you pray for today, you have to make sure that your angel have passage to take it to you. Because there is a realm out there called the realm of the spirit that is active and demons are so crafty that they know how to intercept things. And if you don't continue to pray and stand your ground, then they will intercept your answers and steal them all the time. That is why the Bible tells us how the, the thief, of course, the thief comes to steal. Uh, that shouldn't be anything you know, hard to understand. The thief comes to steal. You know, if thief comes to your house in the night when everybody's sleeping, the intention is to steal. Yeah. All right, thief comes to steal. So the thief, the devil, the only reason why he shows up in your life is to steal from you. He's a thief. And so we want to continue to stand our ground in the realm of the spirit and become all that God intended us to be and receive all that God intended for us. Now, one of the things that characterize operations on earth is seasons. Seasons will always be with us. So in Genesis 8.22, the Bible says, as long as the earth remaineth there will be seed time and harvest summer and winter cold and heat those are speaking to seasons shall they shall not cease as long as the earth remaineth so seasons are with us for as long as the earth remain then ecclesiastes 3 verse 1 the wise man Solomon, inspired by God, wrote that to everything, there is a season. So we know seasons are always with us. The atmospheric nature of the earth experience seasons. You in your individual life experience seasons. Every marriage has seasons. The church has seasons. Managing seasons is key to overcoming in this life. It is not just that we say, you know, God, I didn't deserve this and just jump into it. You, we have to manage seasons because there's some things that you pray about that are not going to go away right now because it's a season. It's about how God is going to keep you through that season or take you through that season. So it is very important that we understand seasons are a part of life. Sometimes the world 
manages, manages seasons better than the church. And I take no pleasure in saying that. But it should be a wake-up call to all believers that succumb to almost every season in their life. So, you know, there are some believers who have never experienced a season of overcoming. You see, God is not just interested in bringing seasons of testing in your life. Your life was not only designed for seasons of testing. God wants you to have seasons of victories also. But some people have never uh, experienced a season of victory because you don't position yourself for it. Joseph in the Old Testament, he experienced seasons of testing with his brothers, with being sold into Egypt and all of that. But he also experienced seasons of victory. I mean, he ended in a, in a, in a blaze of glory. So if you don't experience seasons of overcoming, you will not truly understand the power of God and the favor of God. You won't be able to really relate to it if you don't understand, if you don't experience seasons of victory. So in times when spiritual warfare intensifies, it is important to be guided by the Holy Spirit. In those seasons when warfare intensifies in your personal life, in your own space, it is important to be guided by the Holy Spirit. Because, you see, he will guide you through the season. So the distraction of the flesh in those times can be a serious problem. And I want to say to you, it's a point I want to make, and I want you to hear very clearly that it doesn't matter how much you pray and fast. You cannot terminate a season that God intended for your life or for the earth in that particular time. So, some people think that, you know, after a long period of fasting and prayer and all that kind of stuff, you can terminate it. You have to understand when it's just time to rest in God. And when I say rest in God, I don't mean not doing anything to just hold on to the word that God gives you and say, God, I'm waiting on you for the manifestation of this word in my life. I refuse to die. I shall not die, but live to declare the works of the Lord when the season is over, to testify of the goodness of God. Jesus fasted for 40 days and 40 nights, and that did not terminate the season of testing that was to follow. Immediately after, he was tempted by the devil, went through a season of testing. So I'm saying to you today that the testings and the difficulties and the challenges of your life today is not 
any indication that you have not been praying or that God is not with you and that he is not working on your behalf, but it might be a season that you have to stay steady and um, be firm in and set yourself up to testify of the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Amen? So, as I said before, angels and demons are operating in the earth realm, carrying out assignments for their kingdom or the kingdom that they represent. And as strong as you feel, because sometimes you come through a season of prayer and fasting, a time that God gave you a word and you come out of it strong and all of that. And I'm just asking you to manage the season well, because sometimes when we, we, we feel so strong and excited in God, you know, religion can kick in and we go about things the wrong way or waste our energy on things that don't really count or matter. So I'm saying to you that it doesn't matter how strong you feel, you must understand that you can't expel demons from the earth. So sometimes we, we go spending all our time, you know, sending back to sender and um, trying to expel demons from earth. The whole issue, as I said, as it relates to spiritual warfare is about passage. You can't expel no demon from earth or from the earth realm. You can expel the demons from your personal body. Because they have no right in your body because your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost. But don't waste your time trying to expel them from earth. Because until the end of this age, Demons are going to be around, just like how angels are going to be around. It is about you dominating your space. What you can do is to shut down their influence in your immediate space, in your environment. You have that authority to speak to powers of darkness and shut down their influence in your life, in the lives of your family, in your home, you can do that. And you ought to do that. But don't be surprised if they turn up somewhere else. Because that's the nature of warfare. So things happen. I want to read another verse of scripture out of Ephesians chapter 6. In Bible studies, we've been talking about the Holy Spirit being our teacher. I got into Ephesians 6 recently and some light shone. I want to bring to your attention. Ephesians chapter 6, we're going to read from verse 10 down to verse 12. And uh, it's a portion that you know but you might just see something fresh in it today. A final word, be strong 
in the Lord and in his power. The King James says, in the power of his might. So fortify yourself in the Lord. Sometimes we can see ourselves above everything so much that we fortify ourselves in our own strength. In other words, we're strong in ourselves as opposed to the Lord. Well, I'm saying you're no match for the devil. So as strong as you can get in yourself, you cannot stand up to the trick, the strategies, the pressures that the kingdom of darkness has the ability to exert on your life. So be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on all of, the, all of God's armor so that you will be able to stand firm against the strategies of the devil. That is very important. Look, it says, put on all of God's armor. So if it, if it says put on all, it must be understood then that you can have half of the armor on. You can have a part of the armor on. That is not going to do you justice. The scripture is exhorting. Put the whole thing on. Put all of it on. Put on the whole armor of God. Because as I said earlier, any part that you don't have on will expose the angel assigned to minister to you in that area and give the forces of darkness an opportunity to detain your answer, to intercept your answers or the answers intended for you. Stand firm against all the strategies of the enemy. You are not fighting against flesh and blood. Or you are not fighting against flesh and blood enemy. Wow. There's more truth in that than you're seeing right. If we could just get a whole lot of that as believers, we would ease ourselves of some of the, the pressure that we put on ourselves. We are not fighting against flesh and blood or against people. People are not your, your real enemy. I know people say something, say things about you and all of that, but that's influence from the real enemy. But we're not fighting flesh and blood enemy. We're not fighting against flesh and blood enemy. So if you spend your time fighting flesh and blood, then you're just working out yourself. But look at this. Our fight is against evil rulers and the authorities of the unseen realm against mighty powers in this dark world and against spiritual wickedness or the spirits in the heavenly places, against the wicked spirits in the heavenly places. Now, the King James says something interesting about that part. It says, we wrestle against the rulers of the darkness of this world. The rulers of the darkness of this world. In other words, the rulers are not really ruling the world. It's the darkness that is ruling the world. And when we talk about darkness now, we're talking about ignorance. So we're talking about people, the darkness speaks to people who are ignorant of the kingdom of God, of the ways of the kingdom, and 
when they are in positions of authority and they're in a place of ignorance to the word of God, then that's an open door to the rulers of darkness to rule them or influence them to carry out manifestations in the world. So our fight is not really with the people who are representing the darkness, but our fight, our struggle, our contest, our combat is with the rulers that rules the darkness. But sometimes we spend our time, all our time, fighting and criticizing the darkness. What we have to do is to call that darkness out of darkness. Call those people out of darkness and into light. So somebody's giving you problems at work, some supervisor in your community, some neighbor is acting up, identify the ruler that is controlling their lives, that is influencing them, and start speaking to that ruler. You spirit of mischief, we dispel you from this space. You spirit of infirmity, we see you, we identify you, and we rebuke your stronghold and influence. We command you to release this territory. And we call this body in line with the word of God. And we say, be healed in the name of Jesus. Now, here is a very important note. This is why you cannot in any way as a believer go and covenant with the kingdom of darkness because that way you give the rulers of darkness authority in your life. So I want to remind you this morning that we wrestle not against flesh and blood against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world. All of us after wrestle, all of us have been engaged in combat. There is not a day that go by that um, I am not in warfare. And to be honest, you too. Maybe you're not conscious of it. But for more than one reason, the enemy would want to take me out so that you know the kingdom of God would be embarrassed and all that kind of stuff. When, when you're at the forefront of the battle, when you are in leadership, it's, it's a lot of responsibility because the enemy uh, fires more at you because he wants to um, embarrass the kingdom. But we thank God today that in 1 John chapter 5, verse 4, the scripture says, you are of God, little children, and have overcome them, the antichrist spirit, because greater is he that is in you than he 
that is in the world. We have the victory. I want to make mention today of a three, the three battlefields, three main battlefields in spiritual warfare. Because in warfare, the battlefield is very important. Whoever controls the battlefield is likely to win the war. So you will find if you study combat out there, wars in the world, they always try to control the battlefield. So the, the last time I was looking at something as it relates to two countries at, at war, one of the things one of the country did was to bomb the, the satellite system of the other country because they didn't want that country their opponents to, to see their operations. When they take out the eyes of their opponents, then they are able to take over the battlefield and their opponent can't see where they are. The enemy wants to blind your eyes that you can't see where he's lurking because he's a deceiver. The way he comes and disguises themselves sometimes, there are many believers who say, well, if it wasn't God, this couldn't happen when it's the devil lurking. So he wants to take out your eyes, that he can take over your space, that he can begin to manifest himself in your space. But we pray today that the eyes of our understanding will be enlightened by the power of the Holy Spirit. So hence, battlefields, the battlefields are always important. And there are three main battlefields in spiritual warfare. And I want to make mention of them today and we'll pick up on, on that next, another time, speaking to them in a more extensive way. But the first of the battlefield is the mind. That's why the scripture speaks so much about renewing your mind. And of course, you renew your mind to the word of God. If the enemy can capture your mind, then he's got you covered. Unfortunately, unfortunately, there are many people who are born again. Their spirit is born again. And if they die, they would be with the Lord. But their minds are controlled by the kingdom of darkness. God don't get any pleasure out of your life that kind of way because you still end up working for the kingdom of darkness if your mind is controlled by the kingdom of darkness. The second battlefield is the church. The church is a battlefield because the enemy will try his best to control the environment of the church. If he can get things to be out of order, it's not always somebody coming and demons manifesting themselves. But if he can get things to be out of order, then we come and have a, two, a whole two-hour service and we really go through the motions. And there is no impact. There is no um, deposit. There is no life transmitted to those who are in attendance. That's not what God wants. The battlefield of the church is important. 
The third is the heavenlies. That's where the demons and the angels, the spiritual activities are taking place in an intense way and in great measure. The heavenlies is very important because if we allow the satanic forces to dominate the heavenlies, then you could be in your house and just feel depressed. Not because you don't have money or food or certain things are not in order, but you yourself saying, I just don't know why I'm feeling so depressed from the other day. Well, could it be that you're not in charge of the heavenlies in your own space? Satan is a master of the sense realm. So he will impose things from the heaven. So we have to ensure that we are in charge of the battlefields. And as I said, the next time we'll look at those, each of them in a more extensive way. But today I want to remind you that the kingdom of heaven, which you carry, suffers violence. And because you carry the kingdom, then the violence is against you also. But the violence taketh by force. In Luke, the Bible says, he has given you, God, power over all the power of the enemy, and nothing by enemies shall hurt you. In St. Matthew chapter 16, Jesus went into the coast of Caesarea, Philippi, and asked his disciples, whom do men say that I, the son of man, am? Some say John the Baptist, some say Elias, and all kinds of stuff. He asked Simon, Peter, who do you say that I am? He said, thou art the Christ, the son of the living God. Jesus said, flesh and blood hath not revealed this unto you, but my Father, which is in heaven. And upon this rock, Revelation, I will build my church and the gates of hell, the authorities of hell. Just understand that now. The authorities, meaning the rulers of the darkness, the principalities and powers, they shall not prevail. That means they are the ones that are wrestling. They shall not. The rulers of darkness, the gates of hell shall not prevail against the church. Isaiah 59 verse 19. So shall they fear the name of the Lord from the west and his glory from the rising of the sun. When the enemy comes in like a flood, the spirit of the Lord shall lift up a standard against him. I beg you to let us stay active and not drop guard because of what might be happening around us. We thank you so much for joining us today. God bless you and have a great day. You may contact us by email at fcfmontegobay at gmail.com or follow us on Instagram at fcfmobay and on Facebook at fcfmontegobay.